0: Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast, I'm Jennifer Griffith
1: and I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high-profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed.
0: Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment.
1: Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality.
0: If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams,
1: then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life.
0: When money meets soul,
1: magic will happen.
0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. Today, Tasha and I are beyond excited to be joined by a very special guest, J.C. Cochran, also known as Judy. Judy is an author, owner of Our House Publishing, a book coach, a wellness coach, owner of a warehouse, creator of Spirituality, which is an inspirational clothing and jewelry line. And if that's not enough, she also designs lines of products for other authors, speakers, and churches, And she is also a wife and mother to three beautiful children. But what really drew us to Judy is her inspirational story, which is so beautifully depicted in her memoir titled 11 Days from 35 Million to Food Stamps. It's about what a family gains when losing the American dream. So Judy, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
2: I am great, and it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, we are so happy.
2: Yes, welcome.
0: (laughs) For individuals who don't know who you are, I just read a little bio and you seem to be a very busy woman. I mean, you're doing a lot. I know you read all that stuff and I'm like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm
1: tired (laughs) just hearing it.
0: (laughs) I was putting together your bio, reading your bio. I'm like, oh my gosh, it just keeps going. And there's so much more to it too. So you have more than just one book. Yeah. But for individuals who don't know about you, can you tell us your story and kind of how you got to where you are today?
2: Yeah. And I wanted to add, I'm actually writing a screenplay to this memoir. Oh, nice. Fascinating. Awesome. New (laughs) project and it is something else. Um, But anyway, yeah. Um, So, you know, my story is basically in my late 30s, by most respects, I had realized the American dream. My... My husband sold a company for millions and mm-hmm. shortly after we lost everything. I mean, everything, the money, the, the home, the cars. It was, it was during the telecommunication crash, um, which is how things are kind of feeling in the world right now, economically, right. you know, and, and probably why the books are getting a lot of traction. Um, but anyway, we personally went from 35 million to food stamps. Um, oh, and we had so spent our entire life building this, this wasn't trust funds. And I mean, we came from low to middle class and mm-hmm. worked our asses off. Am I allowed to swear here? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we love it. You know. no, I'm not the only one. <laughs> you no, know, you know, my husband was like, you got to be careful. I go, I, I try. I just <laughs> not promise. Um, anyway. You're good. So the deal is, is, that three years after the fall, after we went, you know, broke belly up, um, the the mounting health concerns we were mm-hmm. having, I had bleeding ulcers, I was always going to the ER, you know, I had esophagus bleeding, I, I was just a oh. meth, but we had a troubled marriage, we had the failing economy was still going on, and we had still no job security. So but with all that i manifested an 11-day house-sitting trip in santa barbara california with with people i did not know who they were um and i was all by my i was able to go by myself so i literally left my after i got that trip i went in the garage and told bill I'm leaving in two weeks. Um, I left my three young children who were ages 11, 9, and 7 at the time, and he was not the main caregiver. So he, I remember him standing in the garage sweating and him just taking a whole hand over his face and going, you're, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like You're going to the beach? <laughs> He's on Arizona, 100 degrees out. It was July. He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm doing it because I got to get grounded. I got to reconnect to source. I'm a mess. Mm -hmm, I'm a freaking mess. Um, So anyway, when I got there, I also, you know, I did work on myself. That was the whole point. I wanted to get grounded, reconnect to source, do yoga, walk the beach, get tan, Mm -hmm. maybe have a margarita or 10, you know, something. (laughs) But I, I ended up meeting incredible, what I call God sent people. And one of them was this um writing professor from the university of santa barbara and he was dying you guys he had a oxygen tank that he would walk on the beach three times a day this beach called a royal beach it's Mm -hmm. right where like oprah lives Um, okay yes and i fell in love with him because he was this wealth of information and i was I, w- I thought I was broken, I wasn't, he convinced me later, but he really helped kind of like shine light on the light that was in me that I hadn't seen in a long time. But anyway, long story short, you gotta read the story, you'll fall in love with him. His name is <laughs> Bayard Stockton, he's the real deal. And and then I met a younger surfer uh, musician, real hottie. I actually named him Hottie. <laughs> 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 Privately, in my own weird head, I'm (laughs) haughty. (laughs) He's probably the most attractive young man I had seen. I was like, this is ridiculous, and I'm acting stupid. I was (laughs) awkward. But we became friends, and he talked me into doing an open mic night in a bar, because I sing and play guitar and stuff. But he talked me into doing that with his band. And it was hilarious. It was a wonderful night out. There was a little bit of drinking, um, but it was, uh, you're going to love it. That's part three. Okay. Um, but anyway, I met a homeless guy. I met a tattooed couple, a healer, a yoga master, this boutique owner who liked a bracelet I was wearing that said, leap in the net will appear. And she immediately was like, I want to order these wholesale. I'm like, what? I'm on food stamps. Like, I have no business. I have no yeah. money. <laughs> I don't I have a jewelry business. Well, I went within seconds I was in the jewelry business and I started making really cool leather weathered strappy bracelets. Mm -hmm. And, um, the homeless guy actually made a shirt for, and that's what started my spirituality line. And so anyway, they were God sent people. And, um, so while I was there though, the big spiritual thing, um, that isn't so big because everybody can do this. It's, I sought greater understanding of myself, Mm. of others and of the circumstance I found myself in. And I saw my role and my responsibility in everything in a clearer way and it essentially gave me my power back. And this understanding then led to greater love for myself and for others and for Bill, even being apart from him. Mm -hmm. And for the circumstance, I found us in. And what was cool is that on my way home on the 11th day, I had a blowout in my truck. I almost flipped my SUV. Oh, wow. At one point, fast forward, my husband and three kids and the AAA guy were standing on the side of the dusty Arizona road in 111 degrees. (sighs) And the guy said, "Um, y'all can get home now. And... The last chapter is titled, Get Home. And I replied while I had Bill and my three little kids like hugging my legs, I said, it's all right here. It's all right here, you know? Meaning it was really all right. Like we were gonna, we're gonna be okay. But that get home also meant that it's right here. It's my responsibility to begin within, do the work on myself and allow the obstacles in life Loss, money, marriage, health, whatever it is, to divinely serve me right by basically allowing and embracing the lessons and the wisdom to be gained in our circumstances with as much work and ease and grace as possible. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah, so, I mean, that's our story, and it's funny because, Bill came up with this right when I published it. He was in a bar talking to these women in Orange County, and he said, "Um, it's our story, but I think you'll find yours in it. Uh And I went, "Mm, I don't know, that's kind of a big, that's a big statement, Bill. And that is like, I have a hundred Amazon reviews, half of them are from men, not just women. And it is a stand, it's like, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd read a book about 35 million of food stamps and think I'd find my story in it but yeah. part 2 is about our marriage it's about infidelity it's about raw transparent brutal marriage stuff mm-hmm. and um it's a magical book it just it meets you where you need to be met it just yeah so-
1: At what point within your story did you realize that it was going to be literally become a story?
2: When did you start thinking that you were going to take this and turn it into a book? (laughs) God, I love you. That's the That's actually what I want. I always want to talk about, and most people don't ask that. Okay, so Bayard was the uh, writing professor from the University Mm -hmm. of Santa Barbara. He he was in his seventies, so he's been writing his whole life. He had written fifty books, I mean numerous articles. He was a veteran for peace. He was CIA. Oh, interesting. He is he is so perfect for a movie that yeah. I mean I have to <laughs> write a just for him. <laughs> uh, so no, and, and if people don't believe it, you can look him up. You can yeah. Google him. He's real. Yeah. Uh but anyway. He said to me at one point, and I titled the chapter, What's Your Story? He said, um, right when he met me, he goes, so what's your story? And I said, I don't, I don't want to be my story anymore. I want to be something else. And he goes, well, that's up to you, isn't it? You're either going to live there or live here. And every day I would go to the beach and I'd see him and I'd go, Bayard. I went and I met this tattooed couple and we drank gin and tonics and we laughed and they were, I mean, they just really pulled a lot out of me that yeah <laughs> a bit of a prude. And, and so it was just, it was just a <laughs> lot of fun, but I would go and tell him I met the homeless guy. I met the, I spent the day with a minister, um, the one day with a healer, one day with this, that, the other. And he, at five, day five, he goes, you do realize you have to write this story. And I said, <laughs> no, I'm not a writer. I, I'm a, I'm not a writer. My brother and sister are writers. I can't do it. And I said, you write it. And he said, I'm dying. I don't have time to write your story besides it's yours. You write your story, you write it. And so I did the dedication in the beginning. And it is, um, to the kids and bill. But I said, this book is my song. And this song is for you because I'm a singer. Like that's what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I love that he told me is that um, he said, if you, and this is to all, if you guys are thinking about writing a book, because I'm a book coach, so I push people to tell their story. Um, and if you've got listeners, just write like you talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, He goes, you're not Faulkner. You're not Hemingway. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. You, you can tell a story. People can tell stories. Just write it like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, well, I actually see it as a movie. Like I could see those scenes and stuff. He goes, then do that. Look at the scenes and then write.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm not shitting you guys. I sat down to do that. And I did not realize I was in this kitchen, busy Christmas break, all kids home, some from college, one from high school. And I decided to write the book and I realized I got my food stamp card and all the times we got evicted and we got a car repoed and I've got it in a big box on the kitchen table. And I'm looking at all this and I realized it had been 11 years since my 11 day trip. We were in our 11th home and Bill was on his 11th job. I love it. I love it. What does it.
0: angel number eleven mean? Do you know? You, well, do you both know? Because four, 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 I got four, four, fives. But what's the power of one?
2: Yeah, um, yeah off the top yeah. of my head, I don't know. It's numerous different things.
0: Because ah. that that mean that's huge, and I mean it that for you. That's a huge sign. So mm-hmm. and the
2: whole trip was full of elevens. Like even mm-hmm. on my day driving home on day eleven, it was mile marker one eleven, and then I'd go into a store and get. A water and apple, and it was like a dollar eleven. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> me, it's like two pillars,
3: yeah.
2: and I saw it as like a, a line here, yeah. And two pillars that I walked through when I took that eleven day trip. Mm-hmm. Day one was rough. I mean, I had been hiding behind my busyness and suppressing probably a legit nervous breakdown because I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm a hypnotherapist. We're all good. We're all good to be fine. Yeah. And I was lying to myself. Yeah. But day yeah. 1. When it got quiet in the car and I had no kids to give juice boxes and pretzels to and stuff, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, who am I?" Like, yeah. I don't even know if I like this girl. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the 11, it's like seeing two pillars and I felt like it was both my finish line and my starting line. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. was like a new beginning for me. And so when I get people, I do wellness coaching one-on-one and then with couples, but I'm always like, okay, here, this is where we're starting. You're going to walk through these pillars. I'm giving you permission. Please just walk through them. There's a finish line. There's a part of you that doesn't, you're not serving the world the way you want to. And there's a part of you that wants to serve and that's where you got to step over and Whatever it is, if it's a you know eleven day trip, or if it's a new company, or a book you want to start, or a relationship you want to rekindle and freshen up, or one you might want to leave, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's just yeah. So I love the 11s. Yeah. So
0: you you mentioned you're a hypnotherapist. Yeah. You, have you always been spiritual? I mean, I call it their spirituality. There's a little bit of woo-woo-ness. Yes. Have you always been that way? Yeah,
2: I'm really weird. I'm my mom just gave me a big box of things, items that like all my report cards and stuff. And I, I realized I was wrong in the book. I think I said I was seven, but I was five. And at five years old, I went to her with a Bible in hand. And I said, I need to talk to the church and the minister, whoever's in charge. And she's like, "Um, no. And I said, no, I have to go now. And I made a huge deal out of it. She ended up having to take me because I was hysterical, and I met, it was a Lutheran church, and I met a minister, and he said, we will enroll you in children's activities on Sunday, and Bible study class with your age kids, and I said, no, I need to be baptized. My mom didn't do it, and she, he said, well, again, do the Bible study, and then, and I go, no, I have to be, I have to be baptized now, so anyway, lo and behold, I had a weird desire to connect uh to source or some people call it the current in the universe i call it god and i don't know what it was and i just kept then i met a rabbi and i wanted to know everything about the jewish religion and then i met a shaman healer and i want to know everything about that
3: mm-hmm. and
2: basically i've just become this whole i don't know a if it's aligned to the light, I'm in. Yeah. And I don't judge, I have uh atheists that have read my book, and I only mentioned God twice, I think, but I asked them to rip through it. I wanted them to see if they could do that. And mm-hmm. one of them called me back and said, Damn it, I got chills, and I, <laughs> I'm not supposed to do that. I don't even believe in that shit. Mm-hmm. And I and then the other one was like, I love I loved your belief in God. Mm -hmm. I don't have it, but I loved your belief in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just don't, I just don't, I think we're all going to go to the same place and I
0: don't care how you get there, just get there. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. Doesn't matter which path, as long as you get to the right one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not love a Buddhist? You know, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So for you, do you think... Because your, you know, I res- your story resonated with me because we went through a really rough financial hardship for a while. It was not millions, but it was 100,000. You know, and we, it was a, a horrible time. So with your story, our marriage suffered severely. Yeah. There were a lot of issues. But with your spirituality, there comes a point when we are all suffering from things where either you're going to keep your faith or you lose your faith a little bit. right? Yeah. You kind of think, I give up. everything's being thrown at me for you with your spiritual background did that, did you ever lose the faith at any point or did you know in your gut that you were going to be okay?
2: No, I did. And mother Teresa actually wrote about that. Mm -hmm. She did too Mm -hmm. of all people. So when I was feeling like I was losing my faith, um, I just remembered her and also something really remarkable happens in this book part three keep the faith is the name of a chapter in there and um i have this um in Mm -hmm. this paul Mm -hmm. he's a character you'll find out about in part two and he was a love and he was also a loss i lost him and he was um, agnostic, he was not a believer of anything. And after he passed, his mom sent me this and it happened to be on day four of my trip in Santa Barbara. She didn't know I was there. I didn't, no one knew that this was found after he had gone, he was already gone a couple years. And I had just had probably, the worst the most uncomfortable spiritual experience like a kundalini awakening i was violently ill for three days Mm -hmm. and then finally got on my knees and realized i was backing faith into a corner i wasn't what i did is i didn't completely lose faith what i did was i didn't have faith in faith so when when you're when we're using
1: the term faith here right now yeah. Just to clarify, are we talking about hope that things will get better? Or are we talking yeah. about your overall belief system?
2: Well, for me, it was both. Okay. I had to yeah. tie both. Mm-hmm. But I think when people read this story, if they don't have the faith I have and you know the whole exact way, mm-hmm. it is faith that things will get better. Because right. here's the thing. When we're aligned to, let's just call it our higher self, which is that to me is connected to God. Right. Um, but if it's just you and you're meditating and it's your higher self and you're Buddhist or whatever, mm-hmm. if we are aligned to the light, we're good to go. Like right. there's really no suffering there. When we, It's when we pinch ourselves off from it, Yeah, that's where we get into trouble and mm-hmm. we get depressed, we get anxious. We blame people, you know, our husbands. I mean, you guys, I, went on that trip and um, there's one paragraph in here, but I, I went because I thought I was gonna get strong. When I came back, I would finally leave him.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what
2: I thought. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I think one thing that we don't talk about enough is the resentment we feel, Oh, right? And so oh, I, when I was hard. interviewed on a podcast, when she asked me, can we talk about that? Because there is a huge level of resentment That we feel we're angry, we're mad, yeah. But but it's it exists. Towards a partner, you mean? Towards a partner, yes. Towards specifically towards our partner, and people don't always admit that. But it's huge, you know. We're angry, and we do we want to run away, and we want to leave. And in some
2: respects, I felt sorry for him too. So I didn't want to be that hard on him, right? You Mm -hmm. know, and he was depressed, and he's got suicide in. His side of the family, so I was like, right. "My God, if I push him too far, yeah, right." I yeah. mean, people, the fear. people from Exxon during that and AT and T were jumping off of bridges. Yeah, yeah, and a guy down the street who had lost something in one of those battles, he was in his car in his garage with three kids in the house. You know, so Ugh, yeah. I was like walking on eggshells. Like I push him, and then I go, "Oh God, what did I do?" You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and I, yeah, so it was a scary time. But see, that's where the 11 days healed me because Mm -hmm. I removed myself from him and motherhood temporarily
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and literally got grounded and was able to kind of lift a veil and go, okay, I'm really pissed at him and I resent him for not pulling it together quick enough. It's been three years. Yeah. Um, But I actually was able to see my role in it. Yeah, I'm the one that wanted the mansions. I loved my Porsche. Mm-hmm. I loved being able to travel whenever I wanted. Heck yeah. I had help in the house. I'm like, I freaking wanted all of this. Right. I'm so in. Right. And all of a sudden when we didn't have it, I was like blaming him. <sighs> like, totally not fair. So how do I unpack this? And that's part of the, the work I did there.
1: So when you spoke earlier about manifesting the 11 days, that you manifested that place in Santa Barbara, yeah. did you specifically set out to manifest that or was it a matter of you think it came to you because it was a thought that you had in your, or did you have any idea that you needed to go somewhere else to get yourself sorted?
2: Seriously, another <laughs> <laughs> what I want to talk about. Okay. So I was sitting in this dumpy house. We named it whorehole. there. Like, okay. Oh man. No, I'm talking white tile with the grout, like the dirt in the grout. It had been for like twenty years. There was mold and there was mold in the vents. There oh, was mold no in the showers. I was throwing bleach like in the oh. and we went from like really high on living <laughs> with mar- it's like the show shit's creek. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah. It was Oh dear. (laughs) And so oh my god, I forgot my point. I was going to Manifest. Manifestation. So I'm sitting in this dumpy house. The air conditioner is, it's not even an air conditioner, it's a swamp cooler. So you're you're just you're dying. And I pick up this book from Wayne Dyer, who I love and adore. And I met later, and he told me to write this book. That's a whole nother podcast. But um But I pick up his book and he's about like, got to talk about gratitude and appreciation. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Wayne, I'd like you to move in here, live with (laughs) (laughs) me and try to pay some of these bills. And we had 120 lawsuits against us too. Oh my gosh. gosh. Because Bill was the CEO of the company. When it went down, we just got sued.
3: Every investor, no. yeah.
2: and some of them were friends of ours. It was mm. But anyway, my point is, is I threw the book across the room, and I made a hole in the wall. <laughs> like, Shit, there goes our deposit. And I did say one thing. I'm like, thank God for thin rental walls, because that actually <laughs> felt pretty good. It felt good to break yeah. it. And then I kind of chilled out. I heard the kids playing outside. I sat on the front step. Clint was wearing Bill's football helmet. And it reminded me of when we met in college. And he's the captain of the football team, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of magical. My roommates were like, holy crap, you just met the man you're going to marry. I go, no, I didn't. You know? <laughs> um, but I knew. And I, I could feel our magic. I could feel that it was all part of a plan, that yeah, it's not filled with ease and grace, this marriage. Um, but I love him. And, and I, I I remember that. And so I, my point is, is that I went into appreciation for us. And I went back in the house and I'm not kidding you, a psychic that I had called two hours before called me back and she said, Hey, um, any interest in an 11-day house-sitting trip? Two dogs, one cat. <laughs> It's in Santa Barbara. It's close to my house. It's a mile from the beach. I'm like, yeah? What? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I manifested that trip like that. And I swear, it's like the law of attraction.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I
2: sat on that step. I thanked God for us meeting, even though yep. it was a good mm-hmm. show in our life at that time. Yeah. And then I get a phone call. And I yeah. just don't think there are coincidences. Anymore. No, I, think I agree. People, we agree.
0: Yeah. When
2: you yeah. align to your higher self and God, or just your higher self even, you will uncover your dreams will come true. They can come to you because you're not pinching them off. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was
2: telling a lot of people that my prayers before that were on my knees crying usually like dear God please help me I'm so sick I'm throwing up blood I don't want I can't afford to go to the hospital again um please help me please help me victim victim woe is me I can't I have no power Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. worthless Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when I added appreciation and gratitude for what was like I would look at Bill's yeah. taking over the kitchen table for his desk. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not eating there tonight. Obviously I would try to appreciate that. He was working his ass off to try mm-hmm. to get us back on our feet again. Oh yeah. yeah. Little shifts like that kept helping. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so long answer to your question is I manifested that because of gratitude and appreciation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, how and
0: quickly it, you saw the results as soon as you did that, right? Within yeah. what, minutes? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the first person
2: I met was the, the hottie. <laughs> 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 and I saw my guitar in the back of my SUV, and that's why we started talking. Okay. And, and that is my healer. My guitar is my healer. So yeah. everything was directing me to self-heal myself. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. It just took God-sent people to go, hey, 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 look over there. Yeah, I'm going to get you up on stage. You haven't done this since college, but you're doing it.
1: Right. And then,
2: yeah. yeah. So. Yeah.
1: It was like you needed to raise your vibration in order to get yeah. yourself into another area in order to heal because mm-hmm. currently yeah. where you were probably I wasn't was going to happen.
2: Way, way yeah. down here. And you can't, you just, it's very difficult to attract the light when you're not emanating any yeah. of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're operating at a very low frequency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So can we go back? You said something that you guys had 120 lawsuits. Some of them investors were friends. Yeah. When, you know, when you're in the good places, you have friends in high places, right? Oh, when you're in low places, not so much.
1: Hey everyone. Did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions or live a more relaxed lifestyle?
0: Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it. And we're sharing the tools to help you get there.
1: That's right. Because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on. And we're here to do just that for you.
0: Yes, we are. When you join our tribe every week, you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work life balance and pursue your dreams. For only
1: $5 and 55 cents a month, You'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success.
0: That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. So I can only imagine, and I think you talk about this in your book a little bit, that there were some false friends, right? Friends who you may have only had when things were okay and you had the money and the shiny cars and everything. We often talk about setting boundaries and limitations. Did you find you had to create those healthy boundaries and cut a lot of people out of your life?
2: I did. I did. Um, I actually have an audio download on my site called Sacred Boundaries. And it's inspired. (laughs) Um, One of the, yeah. And I don't, if you're in part one, you probably read about me at the country club and all the ladies kind of turning on me. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to, I I had to have a voice and I had to tell them how I really felt, but I felt I was fair, um, but I never entered mingled with them again after that mm-hmm. um but day seven in part three i go to the beach by myself after i'm with this healer and i do this ho'oponopono practice i love that practice one of my favorites <laughs> and i'm telling you i had i started with bill i went to the kids you know like i yeah. i wanted to heal the family of five you know yeah um and then my list became hundreds and all the lawsuits and everything. And I just, I just said, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. For
0: those of us who don't know the practice, can you explain a little bit of what it is? You're both very familiar with it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Do you, you want us to explain it? Yes, no, please. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> if I don't know it and I'm a little woo-woo, I know some of our listeners won't know it. So if you can explain, it, I would love to yeah. hear it.
2: Well, it's a Hawaiian, it came from the Hawaiian, this woman, it actually, a guy did it. And then a woman took it over. And so it's got, it's been tweaked over the years, but it's about, and this is tough for some people, especially when it's lawsuits and you're like, what the hell? Do you people sleep at night? You know, how could you do this? But I did it because I knew it would set me free and it would set them free. And, um, It is basically about becoming one with everything and taking 100% responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, I love you. Um, Wait, how does it go again? I got it on my, I love you. You start with that one all the time. And then I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any role I had in any of this. Mm -hmm. And technically, if I were doing it on the people with the lawsuit, Bill and I built that empire together. So our role was, we built it. You're helping tear it down, but we built it. We have some role and responsibility in it. And then please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Please forgive me. And then thank you. Thank you for the gift of all the wisdom and the lessons I'm going to be gaining from this experience. Yeah. You know, there was a guy that did this in a mental institution in Hawaii, and he never met with the patients. And he did that practice for each of the like forty patients in there, and one by one, they were healed.
0: Interesting.
2: That yeah. Interesting. It yeah. is a difficult
1: practice for a lot of people because I suggested I suggested to a lot of my girlfriends when they've been wronged by one of their boyfriends or something along yep. those lines, and they're like, <laughs> <"Meh!"> <laughs> <laughs> <get> "Too soon." <laughs>
2: You know, I had a friend call me once and say, "Um, I can't believe it. My husband's had an affair for the last year. He might even be in love with her. And I just can't believe it. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you guys. And she's like, what? And I'm like, this is going to be amazing. I mean, you're either going to get divorced and be free or do that. Or your marriage is going to be unbelievable after this. It is going to go deep. And she was just stunned, silent. But I don't her- think
0: that's a response anyone ever expects, right? I, I need you as a friend. So anytime there's something bad, it's the positive, the positive person always, in my life. Well, and it, it happened to Bill and I.
2: And that's part two. You'll get to it, and then you're going to meet Paul and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But even though Bill was the cheater... And let me tell you something. For months, I was like, you are a loser. Like, you don't even deserve me. I'm out. Like, we <laughs> were going to therapy way into the months. And I actually remember sitting there. It's in the book. I remember sitting in therapy, looking at Bill, discussing and sharing his feelings for the first time ever. And the therapist was really cool. He was a Buddhist priest and a minister. of. The, uh-huh. I mean, he was really a cool guy. And I looked at Bill and I went, wow, he's really going to make somebody happy someday. <laughs> <Not> gonna, he's <laughs> probably not going to make it, but I get it. I get it when that happens. That but after more discovery of myself and who I was and what kind of a wife I really was, um, I was able to take like maybe 5%, not, yeah. not 50 but yeah. I was like, I see my role in it. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you do that is you pull your power back. Yeah, absolutely. And I mm-hmm. was unstoppable after that. Then I was like, I want answers. I want to know more. I want to, I want to see if this can work or not. I'm fine mm-hmm. if it doesn't. Like, I, like, no hard feelings. We'll figure out how to raise the kids apart. You know, whatever. No. But, and I had my power back. So when women... Or men get in a situation like that. I'm dealing with one couple right now. That's where I want them to be is where they're in their power. Yeah. If you Want to leave them or her, make sure you're in your power. You're not pissed off going, you know, right. how, <laughs> dare you? how dare you do that to me? Well, right. I mean, yeah. it took the marriage to get shitty by you two. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Most exactly. of the time. Yeah, you saw red flags. You didn't say something. Something Mm -hmm. happened. Something happened. And like I said, it might be 1%, 3%. It could be 50, you know. Um, But anyway, yeah, I have fun with that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you, you go on your 11 day trip. You you do the work on yourself. You come back. You're Mm -hmm. enlightened. You know, you said you thought you were broken. Yeah. Someone told you you're not, and you really were kind of broken open, right? That's what I yeah. like to see it. So yeah. you weren't broken, but you were just broken open and yeah. now you're shiny. How, when did your life start to, tra- it obviously started to transform on your trip, yeah. but now you're back. You're still on food stamps. I imagine at this point, Yeah. yeah. how, how did it start to change? What steps did you put in place? Oh, so
2: I, you know, okay. So we're going to talk a little, I went to, um, sign the kids up for school and registration and all my mommy friends that I adore and love, they were like, Oh my God, how was it? And they were like, what did you do? Like, did you, what did you do? Because I was lit up. I was fit. I was, I was drinking juices. I was. you know, I was like in really, I was lit up and they thought maybe (laughs) I had met somebody and I'm like, I I love Bill, but what's so funny is I had heard Wayne Dyer was going to be in Tucson, Arizona, at Miraville Resort, and he was going to be talking about his new book, the Book of Inspiration, or something. And so I wrote to him, and I said, "I'm not manifesting wealth. I'm on food stamps, actually, but won't be for long because I've got a jewelry and a t-shirt business. (laughs) 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 Apparently, I want to come to Miraville and I want to be a volunteer." give me a name tag. I'll help people sit in their seats. And I don't even have to stay there. I can stay in Horhole. Um, <laughs> I'll bring a sack lunch. Like I don't even have to eat their gourmet chef food. So he writes me back. I got the letter up here. Here, I got to show you this. Not unfortunately for the people watching the audio, they can't see it. <laughs> but there's this handwritten letter
0: can you see that? We can't. No, because your your virtual background green is- green screen. Affected. Your yeah. green screen, yeah. Oh, now now can, can.
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then here's our picture. Oh. Um, He's so great. So he goes, come be my guest. You're not going to volunteer. And we hit it off. And for four days, we went off campus. We did Bikram yoga at my favorite place. And um, we became friends. And Aww. he said- what's with the shirt and I was wearing a shirt that said begin within it was my first one and he said I love that it was in black on black I did like a charcoal ink on a black shirt And he goes, I got to have that And he, you should sell that at the events where I go talk at Louise Hayes I can do it events in San Diego and stuff and I'm like no I'm I don't I mean I only have this shirt I don't have an inventory I don't have money I'm on food stamps and he goes well let's manifest it and I'm like <laughs> okay yeah, you let me know when <laughs> <you> deposit <laughs> the money into my. Goes, we kind of said a little prayer, and he said, This is my private email. Let me know if you can make it. I want to know. And I said, All right. Wow. And lo and behold, I went home, and my girlfriends were giving me like their old shirts that they were gonna give up to goodwill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they found out, about my project and they gave me a bunch of blanks and I learned how to hand silk screen using the sun and screens in Tucson, Arizona. So they were like really cool, unique, one-of-a-kind pieces. And I went to the event and I brought 600 or so shirts and Wayne Dyer walked up. He bought one of six of all my designs. They were like, seek joy, begin within, at peace, Mm -hmm. uh, love is my religion, Um, and he wore begin within on a stage because he was keynote, obviously, Mm -hmm. and um, I sold out. I literally, on day two, I almost sold out of all my t-shirts, and then Louise Hay walked up to my booth, and she said, can you design a line of t-shirts for my orphanage in uh, Africa? And I said, Yes. And I went home. I had to pull over. I was crying so hard. I was just going
1: to say, Judy, this story is making me tear up. <laughs> I,
2: I, was like, I was beside myself. And oh. a lot of it was cash. So I had a cash box. <laughs> and the money wouldn't fit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to Tur- it good problem to have. You're very good problem to have. Yeah. I put it in my t-shirt baggies, like the clear. <laughs> mouse. And Bill was like, "What?" The I, go, I think we're off food stamps. I'm not <laughs> sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <approved> for of- <Pretty laughs> sure, I got this. Yeah, for sure I got it. So anyway, that was that. You guys, it was, wow. it was crazy. And then I went, and then I went to every event. He went to Deepak Chopra, um, all of them. I just went to all the events that I wanted to hear about and, and yeah. the authors that I wanted to meet. And I started designing lines of t-shirts for all of them with their messages on them.
0: And these are like the mega gurus. This isn't yeah. like your yoga instructor, yeah. you know? <laughs> This is like Wayne Dyer. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, so you, you, re- you did manifest this, that 11 day journey. Yeah. Wow. Manifested. I mean, this perfect yeah. connection, a perfect network.
2: It really um, was. It's amazing. All the way down to finishing the book. I finished it. I had a draft of an email ready to go to Wayne. I had in the subject bar. I did it. <laughs> it healed me because it's yeah. when you write your story, it's it's a whopper healer oh yeah it's one thing to go through it it's another thing to write it down Mm -hmm. on paper but anyway i got up in the morning i'd gone to bed like at four because i had finished i dropped to my knees i thanked god and i wrote the last four letters words and i put dot 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 and it is done and that means when you give it all you've got and you can't give it anymore i'd gone over it enough on my own i needed an editor and I needed other people to read it to see if it flowed. I couldn't do any more.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
2: handed it over to God. Mm-hmm. And that morning I got up at like seven. My One of my best friends called me and she goes, I'm so sorry. And I said, why? And she goes, well, Wayne. And I said, what, Wayne? And she said, he passed away last night. And I said, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to. He was going to connect me with a publisher or an editor or both, or maybe an agent, maybe publish it with, hey, what? And so I decided she actually became, strangely enough, my editor. She's like a spiritual editor. She wasn't punctuation. I had somebody else do that, grammar and punctuation. But she was my spiritual editor. She knew Wayne too. And we feel that Wayne actually helped us edit that book because we had ridiculous miraculous things happen between us and a lot of synchronicity I mean it's a book Mm -hmm. in itself Mm -hmm. um so anyway that I you know at one point I said to Bill I wish he could have read it and he goes I think he did oh I'm Mm -hmm. sure he did Yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: Fascinating. What a oh, beautiful isn't it? story. Yeah. And yeah. thank Straight you for goosebumps. sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it. So now what what's next for you? So you are writing more books. You have a couple. Well,
2: screenplay, uh, apparently. A screenplay. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm finishing that screenplay and um, I'm writing the second book, which is called Carry On. Okay. And it is opening up my heart again. It is a tough one. It is another memoir. It's a true story. It's the secret language lessons and heart wrenching love a family experiences when a child endures addiction. And that uh, is a Marcus. Okay. And, and so, you know, got yeah. home from the 11 days thing, five years later, whatever, seven years later, that's what we endured next. And that ripped our family to the core again. And, but, but, it was, I tell him to this day, he is a gift. He is a gift. He is a gift. I, I don't tell people that have addicts in their house, oh, I'm so happy for you. I don't do that. Yeah. Not like the cheating thing. It's different. When you think you're going to lose a kid or a a partner, um, it's terrifying, Mm -hmm. but I do know one thing. That it will rip you to your core. It will crack you wide open. But that is, like you just said, that's where the light gets in. And yeah. it gets in for the whole family. I mean, his siblings grew. I grew. His yeah. dad grew. We mm-hmm. learned about, you know, the hereditary addiction and how that passes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a real thing. It's, and I wrote in the prologue, you know, it's, not that we did anything wrong. It's not that we did anything right. It's just slippery Mm -hmm. shit. We all, some families get into, and it's, it's an epidemic right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I mentioned this on a live, um, a live show. I'm doing a challenge. I'm doing 45 lives on Instagram and Facebook right now, but day nine, I said, I brought up Marcus and I read the prologue and now I have like 15 people that are getting coaching and or want a Facebook group together so we can build like a support group. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of doing that in my spare time. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have on. anything going on. <laughs> I, I want to make sure I'm present for that one. Cause that is just, it's heart wrenching to go through it.
1: It's heavy. It's um. I I yeah. I'd like to read that. I actually um. I lost my best friend to addiction years ago. So yeah. Yeah. So
2: you know. Yeah. And then there's a what if like, oh, what exactly. If I said the right thing and and. That what if would... I'd have
1: paid more attention and mm-hmm. you know those sort of yeah, yeah. What if I'd have been more observant? Yeah. What if I? I'd well, I'd
2: you're a, yeah. really gonna get triggered in part two because Paul, that one I'm talking about the keep mm-hmm. the faith Paul. Mm-hmm. He was addicted and mm-hmm. he hung himself. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my fear was that Marcus was going to kill himself and he kept getting in head on collisions and drifting (sighs) down mountains in Tucson, Arizona, racing his cars. And I'm like, he wants to die. Like he just wants to do it a little more glamorous, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: But yeah, it's, it's excruciating, but Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that the title of it is carry on and it's about him carrying on. Mm -hmm. It's about me as a mom being able to carry on Mm -hmm. dad, brother, sister, and, and how we carry on afterwards too. But I think the nugget, the big gold nugget inside will be now with hindsight, I can tell people how to stay grounded and aligned to their higher being. Because if you don't and you give too much energy and vibration into their illness, dis-ease, you're going to get swallowed up in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the goal is to stay in your light and drag them into your light, but right. don't let them pull you into their dark. Yeah. And it's tricky when you're a mom, you're going to chase them out the door and you're going to do every damn thing you can. And we did it all. We have ridiculous stories in this book. I mean, from cartel interactions. Holy and- crap. Yeah. Cause Bill's kind of a badass. <laughs> well, I don't care if I die. My kids, in- I'm going to go back.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when is Bill writing a book? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is- when is Bill writing a book? Is he writing on? <laughs>
2: I, I keep telling them, you're going to have to, every time I go and speak about the book, they're like, is bill here? Is yeah. bill here? <laughs> Where's this bill? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not coming to those things. I go, honey, you're gonna, you're gonna have to come to some of the retreats I have that I have couples at. You
0: have to. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good.
1: That would be good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially your story would be so inspirational for people who have yeah, gone through the same.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's Good to hear from him because he's not as expressive as me. He's a guy. He grew up as a guy. He's not, mm-hmm. trendy, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what he is. And, I don't back them into corners to make me happy anymore, but yeah. you're going to have to read to the end. You got to read my epilogue, of course, Okay. but you've got to read his afterward.
1: Okay. And
2: I made him write an afterward, <laughs> And then he wrote me a letter after he read the book. Oh, okay. And um, it was tough. I gave him the book. I had six or seven people that were very big readers and very intelligent. They're like, this is probably the best memoir I've ever read. And it was male and females. And he heard their feedback and he was so excited to read it. So I gave it to him. I went to bed, crawled into bed, like at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Oh, I wonder where he's at, you know? (laughs) And I put my hand on his chest or something and he took my hand and moved it away. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> that's Houston. We've <not> <laughs> got a problem. And I'm thinking, what the hell did I write? Like, he yeah. like he. I go, honey, you told me you didn't want to read any of it. So, is it? So you didn't. And now, but everything in here, you know. He goes, no, I know everything in here. I'm just, I'm halfway through. I'm just, I'm really having trouble with this. This is. I'm sorry, I can't even sleep here. So he gets up, goes back downstairs, finishes the book. It's six 30 in the morning. I go downstairs and he's just finishing it. And I'm like, so, and he goes, I don't know about this. Like I'm, you ripped me to the core in this. Like I can't even, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. He goes, it's so emotional. I go, well, yeah, you know me. Like <laughs> I tell everybody everything. Yeah. And so anyway, he, Disappeared behind his closed doors in his office. He wrote me a letter and I read it and sobbed. And I called my editor, my friend, and I said, I'm gonna read something to you. She's well, I'm just getting in the shower. I don't just um, just read it fast. And I said, Okay, so the shower's going in the background. And I read it, and all of a sudden I hear the shower go bang off. She's sobbing, and she was What's the question? And I said, should we put this at the back of the book, like after his afterword? And she goes, oh my God, what a stupid question. And she's hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> we added it. And we did not edit it. Wow. Laws and all, but it's, yeah. um, it, I think the provider chapter in there that teaches men how to not just be a cash machine or women if they're the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And that we're more than that and we can provide like so much more to our our partners and our children and the world by just the vibration that we bring. We're either entering a room and providing a good vibe and affecting people or we are infecting people. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. When he had no money, he couldn't provide in that way anymore. He couldn't even buy a tire, you know, for me when I needed a tire. Um, you got to learn how to provide in different ways. And I think that's why men are leaving so many reviews and reaching out because they don't want to just be a cash machine and women don't either. We are so much more than that. And yeah. So that's one of the many gains in that story. But um, we learned how to be more present and provide more of us to each other
0: yeah you
2: know? yeah
0: and i think that's where i'll start crying because i almost stood there it, it's <laughs> a it's it's a reality right for us like, is, you know it's a
2: reality. we're busy and, yeah. we, mm-hmm. and we've got things and i call it parallel and pretty mm-hmm. we go parallel and pretty for a long time because i'm working on my business stuff right now he's doing his stuff and but now we're aware of don't stay there too long if the mm-hmm. ruts get too deep that's when we had infidelity. That's mm-hmm. when we struggled with no money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when we have trouble, when we stay in parallel and pretty too long.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, yeah, and every marriage does it, and that's the road we're on, and it's just about coming back. and you know yeah. coming back. Well, thank
0: me. you for saying that. I think you had your, all of your gifts on your 11 day retreat. You were just a huge gift to me and to us, I think so thank you because some of your uh, words are hitting home. My pleasure. So it makes me yeah. a little emotional. So I'm excited to finish the book. Yeah, I really I, yeah I'm
1: excited to start it. You have a hell of a story that's apparently yeah. continuing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I will, this needs to be, that screenplay needs to make it. And oh, we'll yeah. sit there and watch it. Popcorn oh. in hands. So. Oh, yeah. It'll
2: be amazing. Or even the lady who's helping me with the screenplay. She's like, this could be Netflix. This could be feature film. This could mm-hmm. be. Hulu. It could be anything, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got the first 10 of the 70 or 80 pages done and um, it's fun. It's fun to do. Yeah. Oh, and I
0: can't wait to see it. That's you so said cool. so many things that stood out to me. Um, one of the things you said, and this is where if you, if you can give our listeners tips, you know, if anyone's either struggling with financial hardship, or they're wanting to grow or they're wanting to succeed, they're losing the faith a little bit. Um, You said one thing that I want to point out, but then if you can just give us some kind of words of wisdom on your end as to what you would advise them to do. But one thing you said is if anyone's wanting to write a book, you said, write like you talk. Yeah. Right. And that is, that's something we're learning, right? Because as Tasha and I write and we're writing our story, it's our personal ones usually that get the most attention. Yeah. And those could be the ones that we're writing as I'm crying or I'm having a moment. It's just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have diary of the mouth and throw everything on the page Yeah. and you write it. And that's what resonates with people more. So if someone wants to write a book, I'd love that you said, write like you talk. That's yeah. excellent advice. What yeah. other words of wisdom or some tips can you give our listeners to just <sighs> succeed in whatever is similar to what you did? What can you share with them?
2: I have to always go back to just remember that you have to love where you are, where you stand.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. You've gotta have gratitude and appreciation for how far you've come. When we're in the midst of crisis, we tend to go, I can't believe I'm here again. And we beat ourselves up and we beat our marriages up and any circumstance up, our health, and it's a beat session. And I think that appreciation and gratitude has to come. So I would say, hit the pause button, drop into gratitude and appreciation for where you are right now, where your husband is, your your wife is, your business partner, just appreciate, just appreciate. And one of the things I've been doing that I've been having fun with as of late is every time I see something that I'm like, oh, darn it didn't want to see that, didn't want to read that, didn't want to feel that. I will ask myself, but how good can it get? Like, how good Mm -hmm. can it get, what I'm seeing? What's the flip side of this? Mm -hmm. What are we working through to get to another side, to get to healing? Mm -hmm. How good can our world get right now? How good could our race healing get right now? How good could COVID get? We're getting a lot of understanding about this particular virus, mm-hmm. which means we're probably going to know better on how to handle another one in the future. Exactly. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. stay focused on that. And then, for fun, I've been asking myself, I test myself, how good am I going to let it get?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we yeah. like to just freaking complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we pinch ourselves off from the good that it can get, you know? So you've got to be clear about how good are we going to let it get to.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. That's
2: yeah. The thing. Sometimes even with health, my sister's an acupuncturist and she gets people in there with migraines and stuff. And she's like, I don't think they want to get rid of the migraines. And I'm like, why? And she goes, because basically they get a whole weekend off every single month and their husband <laughs> has to take care of the kids. And I'm like, you're right, that's the bonus. (laughs) And then when she tells the patient client that, she's like, huh, wow. And my sister will say, wouldn't it be more fun to like go to a hotel and take a little Mm -hmm. beach weekend rather than Mm -hmm. hit the whole migraine and sit on the couch? Right, yeah. So anyway, long story short, I would say appreciation and gratitude for where you are, for where others are, for where circumstances are in your life. Just right here, right now, take it in, find something to be grateful for, and then for fun, ask how good can it get and how good will you let it get?
1: I think those are excellent tips, especially for people who don't necessarily bright side or think positively automatically, right? I mean, some people do, but not everybody
2: does. Yeah. And as a hypnotherapist, I see it all the time. And I've got seven free downloads on my tools section of my website. So- those will get you started. And then there's 25 more for bad habitual thinking. Awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. So, we'll
0: link those in the show notes for everyone too.
1: Yeah. I'll yeah. Find,
0: I'll yeah. find the link on your site and put them on. Yeah. That's int- You know, and it's interesting because because for me, I'm, I'm a pretty positive person, but when I get stressed out and overwhelmed, like I am right now, the last thing I do is have time for gratitude work. Yeah, I mean, I, I have five 30 a.m. conference calls, six a.m. conference calls. I'm not waking up at three in the morning do my yep. gratitude work. So now what's happening? It's it's a month, six weeks, yeah. two months are going by, and you completely lose touch. And yeah. that was always Tasha knows that was always my non-negotiable. It's like I have I yeah. need to do this every morning, but mm-hmm. somehow how quickly, even yeah. for someone like us who we preach this all the time, I know how quickly we let it go away. So well, we need to it's important. It-
2: It is, and it's why they call it a practice, meditation Mm -hmm. or anything else, or a gratitude practice. It's a practice, so let's be kind to ourselves and gentle. We are gonna go in and out of this based on whatever projects we've got going. That's the end of that story. I mean, that's how that works. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love, if I know I'm gonna be totally rushed and I'm not gonna sit down and do like 10 gratitudes and the way I like to do it and spend like a whole hour, um, I will get out of my bed and one foot is thank and the other one is you. Thank mm. you, thank you, thank that's you. That's cool. All the I way love to the bathroom, brush my teeth, all the way down to get my coffee. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's it for that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. And it's easy. Yeah. Yep.
1: And yeah. What it I count.
2: Uh, I thank you for whatever good there is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Because things could always be whatever. a lot worse. <laughs>
0: always be a lot worse. So a few questions for you. If, if our listeners want to know more about you, if they want to follow you on social media, if they want to buy your jewelry, download your free gifts. I want to buy your
2: jewelry. (laughs) This is my, I love this one. This yeah. is oh, oh my God, that is
0: beautiful. I have oh, those the chakra colors. Yeah, they and, are. Yes, yes, it's beautiful. But the
2: woman that makes these for me is on the East Coast, and mm-hmm. it's her energy that I absolutely love. It's mm. like one of those super present meditator. You know, she's just cool. Yeah, part. yeah, and, uh, yeah. I love this one, but um, <laughs> so I would say website is probably the very best thing,
3: okay. and
2: so that's just JC. And then Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, there's a silent E at the end, mm-hmm. dot com. And there's a whole thing, you know, a bunch of stuff about me, where I'm coming from and all that. And then there's my shop, which is called a warehouse. And that is my play store. I I will go in there just to look around myself.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. I really, I like my <laughs>
2: stuff. I'm getting a bunch of new t-shirts too, but I i literally play with this stuff i have essential oils that i got from france i mean Ooh, i'm fun. fanatic about the how it's made yeah yep. who made it and um you know i'm just uh, we'll have to check out
1: your oils jen and i are big oil oil mm-hmm. gals yeah and jewelry <laughs> and, and
0: jewelry apparel.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> we'll and definitely be
1: buying you. from you
3: yes. for
2: sure. <laughs> 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 Lady, um, she makes all the candles for Deepak Chopra's, a- you know, Avedic Lines. Mm-hmm. She made me a candle and it's got essential oils in it. It is pure. It's expensive because it's pure, but it's soy. It is unbelievable. Nice. And I'm kind of weird about the incense have to be 100% clean. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I get a sinus headache. Yeah. Candles, same thing. I can't mm-hmm. be burning that stuff. And yeah, yeah. the oils too. Um mm-hmm. yeah, but I got a little recipe thing on the essential oil thing that will teach you how to make a room spray. You just oh, go Oh, a glass jar bottle sprayer. Yeah. And then I have the recipes, but oh, perfect. Yeah, you guys will love that. It's great yeah. to you know just kind of sage your office but with mm-hmm. essential oil spray. Yes. Yeah. No,
1: that's perfect. And when you t- when I travel too or go anywhere I do I like that. to Yeah. Me
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. It's your must yeah. have. Perfect. Yeah.
1: I actually literally bring sage with me. <laughs> no matter where I go. But. I I've,
2: I've, I've uh, turned on numerous fire detectors. <laughs> Bill's like, seriously. <laughs> What's going on in there? I'm just burning some sage. It's good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, you'll sleep better. Tonight, trust yeah. me. Thing you could do, it's not in my four-bottle kit, but you could buy sage essential oil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is. So I have been traveling with that because... Yeah. I don't want to set off the fire alarm. Thing. That's a good idea too. Yeah. I do
1: do use that at home. Yeah. Right. I just spray that one on my bed actually. And in my dream catchers and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, you're into all the woo woo stuff. Too. <laughs> totally.
0: We all, we got it all. Oh, we love yeah. it. So one thing we end up, we end with every episode is either a mantra or an affirmation or some kind of a special saying, do you have anything? Do you have anything to share with us and our listeners? Um I know you have a ton cuz you you're they're on your shirts so you, I
2: know
0: They're on but, your jewelry line. Do you have a favorite go-to every day other than your thank you?
2: Um That's so funny. I didn't even write one down. I don't know why I didn't. And you
0: don't have to. We don't need to put you on the spot.
2: Yeah.
1: Actually, what's the one that you said was on the t-shirt, the first t-shirt for for Wayne Dyer? Oh I begin like, within. Yeah. With yeah. Begin within. Yeah. within. Yeah. I like beautiful. that. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. a one yeah, that's a one liner and it is um yeah, that's it. I begin mean everything N. needs to begin within. Yeah. It absolutely does. Any issue we see on the outside of us, we can bring it back and direct it and begin within. And we're going to find different kinds of solutions when we do that rather than looking at the outside of us. Right. So begin within is powerful. Not yeah. easy, but it's, it's powerful.
0: Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life.
1: If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging in the life of Zen.
0: And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.